This morning's reading is taken from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Rules for holy living. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Amen. It's good to be reflecting on these things this morning, wearing the clothing of Christ. I was grateful to Nick for speaking last week on the theme of living in the fullness of Christ. Jesus himself said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, I have come in order that you may have life and life in all its fullness. There is a completion of life. There is an energy for life. There's a vision for life. There's a meaning for life which comes through Jesus Christ. And just as the fullness of God dwells completely in the person of Jesus Christ, So also the fullness of Jesus is known in us when we're trusting in him. And I think this morning's theme kind of follows on very well from that. Well, it does logically because we're working our way through Colossians. But it does also in the sense of theme. Because as we live in the fullness of Jesus, so we're going to wear the clothing that belongs to Jesus. How does it show in our behavior? Well, that's really where we are this morning, about wearing the clothing of Christ. Now, Francis and I have just been away for a week. Our grandchildren had half term in the West Country a week ahead of those of you who have half term here this week. So we were down on the edge of Dartmoor. We spent some time with with them, with our family, and with other friends. And because we knew that we were going to do quite a few different things last week, we had to take quite a variety of clothing. And if I had a sort of uh, display up the front here, 
of the clothing that I took last week. It would include swimwear and wetsuit for some bodyboarding in the sea, because we went out on the sea. There'll be some walking trousers and some uh, walking t-shirts, other layers for walking on Dartmoor or along the coastline. And then there were some old clothes for doing some DIY at our son's house. I had been forewarned that this was part of the deal. And some summer clothes for those amazing temperatures that we had last weekend. And warmer clothes for the cooler times later in the week. Lots of different clothes for different tasks and different activities during a week away. Now, the Apostle Paul uses the analogy of clothes when he's talking about the behavior of those of us who are following Jesus Christ today and living in the fullness of Christ. And actually, when we look at the passage which uh, Neil read to us just now, there is really so much here. I'd almost love to preach many different sermons just on our reading of today. My mind almost explodes with the richness, the variety of these words. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Your life is hidden with Christ. There is so much more than what you or anyone else sees right now. And you will appear with Christ in glory. And then there's the contrast. Those things that we need to put off and those things that we need to take on. The putting off is described as putting to death, to get rid of completely. And then the putting on is described as clothing yourself with. And that's where the image of clothing comes into this passage. It's the idea of clothing yourself with the qualities that belong to following Jesus Christ. And that's what I'd like to focus on particularly in a moment or two, but let's just touch on the, the putting to death, the stuff that's got to be taken away, and then the stuff that's got to be put on. And the drama showed it so well. We had a whole long line of those things that needed to go, to get rid of completely. And actually this passage is quite clear. Verse 5, put to death therefore. And that means get rid of it completely. It doesn't mean put in the wardrobe and then get it out again a little while later when you're not feeling perhaps quite so spiritual. Put to death means get rid of completely. And there are a number of kind of groups of things in these prohibitions, the things that need to go. And the first block, if you like, are of a moral and sexual nature. So you have sexual immorality, which is any sexual relationship which is not in line with what God has given and established. That must go. Impurity must go. That implies particularly things to do with morality, things to do with integrity and honesty. Lust must go. That implies a sexual craving. Evil desires must go. That's a more general word for those things that are not in line with Christian character and behavior. And then greed must go. And greed is likened to idolatry. That's a very interesting connection. 
Because greed is getting hold of something which doesn't already belong to you. You want it. You're greedy for it. You're eager for it. And that thing or that person becomes an idol because it's all-consuming until you've got it. But actually, we're told to be content, not to be greedy, not to seek for what is not our own. And so there's these block of prohibitions, things that have got to go. And then a little bit further on in the passage, there's another block. And this is more to do with speech and language. So anger has got to go, and that implies uncontrolled anger, those sort of outbursts for which there is uh, no sense of control or purpose. Rage, which is a similar word. Malice, speaking evil in a way that damages society as a whole, saying those things that run down a whole community because they are malicious, they are not true, they are not accurate, and they are damaging. Slander is a more personal attack on a particular individual, saying something that is deeply hurtful and painful. Filthy language, or literally foul talk, is an expression of recognition that the tongue can be so powerful. It can be so powerful for good, but it can also be so powerful for harm. And just that last word, which is a short one, which is very powerful, is the word lies. No more lies. Just speaking the truth. The lies have got to go because they're in within them. There is a breakdown of trust that is so destructive. These are the things that have to be put to death. These are things that have to be got rid of. If we are going to wear the clothing of Christ, if we're going to shine as lighthouses for Jesus, if we're going to live in a way that expresses the fullness of Jesus, these things have to go. Put to death. Bury them. They need to be gone forever. And then you put something else on. Once those have gone, Clothe yourselves with. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, loved by Jesus, clothe yourselves. And then there are these wonderful words, compassion. Compassion is a word that comes from two other words. It brings together both a depth of feeling for someone else and an active caring for them. It touches both the feelings and the actions. Compassion. Kindness. Especially to those who are undeserving. Including those who other people might exclude. Thinking of those who others might neglect. Just having that extra dimension of care that goes beyond what might be natural. Kindness. Humility. Considering others better than yourselves. Not running yourself down, but building other people up and recognizing their immense value in the sight of God. That each person is so important in God's sight. And others you consider better than yourselves because you're looking out for their interests and not for your own. 
Gentleness is a word that links to tenderness. It's having a sense of purpose, but not manipulating or bulldozing to achieve it, but treating people with care and with respect, taking time, listening properly, and responding appropriately with gentleness and patience, holding back from that hasty word or that damaging action. This is the clothing that we need to wear. This is what we should look like. If you and I are to be followers of Jesus Christ today, if we're to live a life in the fullness of Jesus Christ, then those other things need to be dead and buried, and these are the clothes that we need to put on. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And if you look at that list, you'll realize that many of those words are very similar to another list that's in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, which talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And actually what we're saying here is that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and we need to live a life that displays the characteristics, the fruit of God's Spirit. This is a Jesus-shaped life. These words link to the fruit of the Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that can enable us to have these qualities. But then as this passage goes on, as well as addressing some of those personal qualities, if you like, the things that you yourself wear and the kind of person you yourself are, then there's a quick movement into the community as a whole. Verse 12, clothe yourselves with these things, the five are listed. And then verse 13, bear with each other and forgive one another. And verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. Very quickly, the passage is moving on into the community as a whole. And actually, there are some hallmarks of a community where people are wearing the clothing of Christ. And those hallmarks are touched on, and I can only touch on them in mentioning what they are. Forgiveness is the first one. Love is the second one. We had that earlier this morning. Peace is the third one. Gratitude is the fourth one. And learning is in here as well. And worship. I wonder what are you wearing today? Now as I look around, I can see what you're wearing. As you look around, you can see what each other is wearing. I did think about what I might wear this morning for this sermon. And uh, I, all kinds of ideas came through my mind. But in the end, I decided that uh, I would just dress as I normally do. So here we are, dressed as we normally do for Sunday. But what are you wearing in the character that you're showing? The person that you are? the qualities that come out? Do people see within you those clothing, those marks of clothing that Paul writes about of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? I wonder, are there some clothes that need to come off this morning? Now, I'm not ad advocating any physical undressing. But are there some characteristics of your life that need to be stripped away? 
are there actually some things you need to take off and put to death and put them away once and for all? Do you need to ask God to help you to put the right clothes on you? That personal response is the fundamental building block for a community where the community as a whole then wears the garments of Christ and reflects being his special people. And there is a beauty about a Christian community. There's a power about a Christian community where the clothing, the spiritual clothing that we're wearing reflects the garments of Christ. And these things then emerge out of that. The blessings of forgiveness and love and peace and gratitude. The deep learning of the ways of Christ and the sincere and profound worship. So what do you need to take off this morning? What do you need to get rid of? What do you need to put on? And how can you then be part of a Christ-like community? Because that's what the church is. Each section of the book of Colossians has taken us a step forward on a journey of hope. That's what it's all about. And I just take you through those steps now. From when we started studying this book, our first step was to live a life that is pleasing to Jesus. And our second step was to have complete confidence in Jesus all the time. And our third step is to know and to share the message of Jesus. And our fourth step was to celebrate the fullness of life in Jesus. And our final step is to behave in a way that reflects Jesus. So I say final step, that's up to today. There are some more to come. You can see how all these steps are very Jesus-focused. They're not to do with us. They're to do with Christ. They're to do with having a faith in Jesus, a confidence in Jesus, knowing the fullness of Jesus, behaving in a way that reflects the character of Jesus. Why is that? Because, of course, Jesus is head of the church. We are his people. So we've got to look like him. And we've got to live like it. So as I invite the band to come up on the stage, we're going to move into a very gentle but powerful moment of recognizing that Jesus is right at the center of who we are, of why we are here, of how we live, of what being a Christian is all about. We bow down and confess you are Lord in this place. We long for a Jesus-shaped church full of people who are living Jesus-shaped lives because we've put to death the things that have got to go. And the clothing of Christ is very evident.